in today's show, we're looking ahead to Tuesday's action in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Again, a reminder I'm not going to be doing a list of streaming options for Tuesday in the NBA. I'm not going to do it because I'm highly suggesting that you don't use your waiver moves for the week until we see trades go down. And then use them for the trades and then use them for the streaming that will happen over the weekend. So this show will be shorter than usual. Just be highlighting some things we're watching for for Tuesday's games, giving you injury updates for those games, things just to pay attention to. And then we just hold on to the waiver moves. Yeah, we got that. We clear. We're okay with that strategy. Again, you might have a different strategy and that is totally okay. This is how I have approached things for 10 years doing this or more and more playing fantasy basketball. It's just holding on to your moves for three days. It's three days at the start of week 17. That's it. That's all you need to do. Hold off an ad for three days. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs you something. It costs you three days. That's it. Nothing more. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Should have mentioned that there is talk of the Kyrie Dinwiddie trade being expanded to a third team. They haven't finalized the deal. They will apparently finalize it in a few hours unless they get a third team involved. And the talk is of Dinwiddie being rerouted maybe to Toronto, which would actually help Dinwiddie's value a lot, I think. And someone like Van Vliet is the talk at the moment moving to Brooklyn. Now, I don't know how much stock to put into that, but you know, that would actually hurt Van Vliet, I think, just in terms of minutes, and it would help Dinwiddie in terms of minutes. Of course, that could all change if Nick Nurse gets fired at all, which I don't think will happen this season. But yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. There is some stuff still going on there. Knicks and Magic is the first game. Um, Mitchie Robinson will be out. Mo Bumba suspended. Chumro KK remains sidelined. And the only guy who is questionable is RJ Barrett, who had to sit out last game due to an illness, which, of course, came at the inopportune time of two minutes before tip-off. That's when that illness just struck right then. Bang. Got him right at that time. So his question, if he is out, Ivan Fournier moves into the rotation. Don't expect Fournier to do what he did last game. Uh, quickly would start. He would be uh, the guy that takes on that extra volume there. And Hartenstein seems like the guy over Jericho Sims, even though they continue to start Jericho Sims. We do want to watch the Hartenstein-Sims situation in New York because Hartenstein has played well as Obi tries to get up. What's up, mate? Um, Hartenstein has played pretty well recently. Sims has struggled. And yeah, both guys are pretty low usage, but Hartenstein does have more upside as a player. So he's okay to have while Robinson is out. And then we also want to watch Quentin Grimes, who has had some um, some interesting games. This briefcase and this haircut. Grimes is a guy who gets a lot of minutes and just sort of gets there by playing a lot. Doesn't really blow us away. Struggles a little bit with big, big numbers and has low upside. 
you can have him just, especially in 14 team leagues, you can have him there. But we want to see if there's anything we can do to see a distribution of usage change. I highly, highly doubt that. For the Magic, I do want to watch Paulo Bunkero, who just cannot get the shots to fall. His assist numbers have also dropped from the beginning of the season. He's pretty quickly, this, this is harsh, but he's pretty quickly moving into an RJ Barrett that rebounds type of player. Now, Barrett's a scorer who does nothing else. And at the moment, Bunkero's a scorer who gets rebounds and does nothing else with negative impacts on both percentages a lot of the time with no steals and blocks and the assists are dropped way off. He still is a 12-team league guy, Bunkero, but that little top 50 run he had at the start of the season feels so far away. And one of the other things I want to watch is Cole Anthony because I can't really understand his role. Jalen Suggs will return for this game. He missed the last game through suspension. And even though Suggs was out last game, Anthony played fewer minutes than he'd been playing. So... 26 minutes a night of Cole Anthony is probably worth it in a 12-team league. 21 minutes a night of Cole Anthony isn't. But look at his minutes. Well, you can't because I'm not going to tell you them. 30, 16, 18, 27, 20. There's no pattern. Suggs is out, 20 minutes. Suggs is in, 27 minutes. Suggs is in, 18 minutes. Suggs is in, 30 minutes. All right. It's all over the shop. Right? It makes it very hard to trust him, especially when there is no real path for him starting unless there's an injury. But we want to see if they get any level of consistency. Is he a 20-minute-a-night player? Is he the fourth guard behind Suggs, Harris, and uh, Fultz? Or is he the second guard? I don't know. And again, we want to continue to get information. But I fear that the information we can continue to get will be confusing because that has been the pattern of it so far. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We all love delicious treats. We all love to lose weight. Or maybe we don't. But we do. We like to look after ourselves because it's important. And getting protein at a uh, low-calorie Price? What can we price here? That's probably what's a great thing for us to do. And Built Bar delivers. They deliver on taste. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. You know that. And they taste like a candy bar. But they do it by giving you like 17 grams of protein and 130 calories with low fat, low sugar. And you used to be able to just get them from Built.com, which was fine. It was great. We loved that system. But now you can just walk into a Walmart and there they are, sitting on the shelf, highlighted, of course, big spotlights down on the Built Bars because they've got great flavors. Double chocolate. Cookies and cream, coconut puffs, it's all there in those four-bar boxes. Or if you go to Sam's Club, you can get a big one, the Big Whopper. You can get the 13-bar box of churro flavor or brownie batter at Sam's Club. So either go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club, or go to Built.com and get your Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. It's got the Hawks and the Pelicans. Um, No spread at this point for this game. Um, I guess they're waiting to see what's happening with Trey Young and Jonas Valanciunas. Young missed last game with an illness. Valanciunas missed with a knee injury. I expect Young to play. I don't expect Valanciunas to play, but that's pure speculation. I do know that Zion will be out and Dyson Daniels will be out. On the Hawks side of things, I want to see whether it is actually worth having Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yes, when Trey Young is out, it does boost his value, but otherwise, he's been very much a streamable level player in 12-team leagues. And honestly, I think when we head to the deadline, if something pops up and you need to make a move... An honest appraisal of your roster will have him as your worst or second worst player, which means he's definitely on the chopping block. Let's see if he changes our mind. I also want to watch the Baptist John Collins. I have had someone ask me. Sometimes I get questions where I know he's been struggling, but then someone goes, hey, is John Collins a drop in a 14-team league? Wow, okay, so his stock is well down. No, he's not a drop, not even in a 12-team league, but it is trending definitely in the wrong direction. I don't expect John Collins to be traded, but I'd like to see him do something a little bit more. On the Pelican side of things, Brandon Ingram missed the last game. He should be back and ready to go here. That was just a rest. While Trey Murphy absolutely popped off, but he's not going to do what he did. He scored 30 points on like 80% shooting or 70% shooting. And his role, while I still think it's ahead of Herb Jones and ahead of Najee Marshall, that usage is really important because the rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks aren't usually that high. 
And it's all about points and threes for Trey. He is probably a 12-team league guy, but a back-end guy. Whereas Jones is the opposite. Oh, not the opposite. He's the opposite in terms of steel sets, but still, he's just a fringe player as a steel specialist. You can't rely upon him for anything else. Remember we thought so much last season about how Fred Vincent had fixed his shooting. I think he's shooting 28% from three this season. It's back to the same problems that led him to be selected in the second round of the draft because he couldn't shoot. And that's reared its ugly head again. I, I don't even know whether Herb Jones is honestly a long-term starter in the NBA. I, I'm, I, I'm not convinced. I was last season, but I'm not convinced now. And yeah, does he provide anything to us apart from steals? Again, probably not. I also want to watch the center position. Bill Hernan Gomez really feasted last game in garbage time, but Larry Nance is the guy I think that you want there. Suns and the Nets. This is a back-to-back for Brooklyn. We don't know about the traded guys because apparently the trade's not finalized. I'm going to anticipate that both Dinwiddie and Finney Smith, if the trade's not finalized yet, I don't think they're playing on Tuesday. All right, they're not going to play Monday. I don't think they're playing on Tuesday. What we do have in terms of good news, though, is that uh, Devin Booker's going to return. Uh, the other guys who will likely be out, Durant will be out, Landry Shamit will be out, Cameron Payne will be out. Well, Ben Simmons will be questionable. He's questionable for Monday. And Seth Curry is out Monday, so I'm going to list him questionable for Tuesday. So there are a lot of opportunities there with no Dinwiddie, Finney-Smith, Irving, Simmons, Curry. Warren is going to play Monday. Whether he plays Tuesday, I don't know. But that means Cam Thomas and Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, they've got a free run at big numbers for these two games. And if you've got unlimited streams, that is when you use them. But long-term, no. For the Suns, I do want to watch Cameron Johnson, who has been pretty up and down. Much like Trey Murphy, he's probably a more efficient version of Trey Murphy. A points and three sort of a player, which has value, obviously, but he's a little bit more consistent, a bit more stable than what Trey is. And then with Booker back, I want to see how that impacts Cam, but I also want to see how it impacts Mikael Bridges. Because over the last like month, two months since Booker's been out, Bridges has seen his usage go up, but also his assist rate go up and his field goal percentage go down. So when Booker's back, where does Bridges sit? Does he keep up the same assist numbers? Does he keep up the same usage? Does he improve his efficiency? These are all very key questions for understanding where Bridges fits for the rest of the season. The Bulls and the Grizzlies. Um, Back-to-back for Chicago. Lonzo is not playing, of course. Javante Green will be out. Steve Adams will be out. Alex Caruso is listed questionable for Monday. I would be very surprised if Caruso plays both of these games. If he's out Monday, or if, he's, if he plays Monday, there's no way Caruso plays Tuesday would be my guess, but we'll see. Uh, and there's Ja Morant, who missed the last Grizzlies game on the weekend with a wrist issue. We don't have an update as to whether he is going to play uh, with that wrist problem. Of course, if he is out, Tyus Jones is the very, very obvious solution there. Dylan Brooks was suspended last game for Memphis. He will return here. What we want to watch for the Grizzlies is what they do with the Brandon Clark, Xavier, T. Illman situation. Tillman has started three consecutive games and played 28, 27, and 32 minutes. And I don't think it's because of big centers. I think that's just the direction they're going, which means it's very hard to consider Brandon Clark a 12-team league player. Tillman's hard to consider a 12-team leaguer as well, especially in the no-streaming era of the fantasy basketball season. But you know, we, we want to watch this. We also want to watch Santi Aldama, who started in place of Brooks last game. Interesting. Played 32 minutes at small forward. Now, Brooks is going to be back. So where does that leave Aldama? Strictly back as a backup four only? Or can he play 25 minutes backing up the three and the four? That is really intriguing. 25 minutes of Aldama pushes him at least into 14-team league territory. And that is, we, we are going to have to pay attention to that for sure. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. It's not traditional daily fantasy with salary caps and thousands of people. It's you 
versus player projection. So you might see a player projection of Santi Aldama of eight and a half points. And you go, I've got a sneak and suspicion. He's going to play some backups more forward. So let's go more. Or you might see Dylan Brooks um, more or less than 17 missed field goals. And you go, Dylan Brooks, mate, he's covering that easy. Let's go more. And you put between two to six of those into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You can do that in over 30 US states in most Canadian provinces. How many Canadian provinces are there? Eight? I don't know. I actually don't know that at all. But anyway, is it eight? Is it seven? Maybe it's seven. Someone can let me know. That doesn't matter. But you can do these entries in under 60 seconds, and you can do them for other sports that aren't just the NBA. You can do it for the Super Bowl, the NHL, Major League Baseball season starting up, WNBA season starting up, men's and women's college basketball, golf, cricket, soccer, boxing, MMA, and of course, disc golf. And download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The Wolves and the Nuggets... The, I feel like these teams play each other every game. I don't know why. I just feel like they're always inextricably linked. I guess it's the Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Tim Connolly connection. Let's see. Nuggets, six and a half point favorites. Last game, Denver was without, without Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Caldwell, Pope. I think Jokic and Murray, no problem. They're going to play. Gordon and Caldwell, Pope, a little bit on the fence with. Uh, Kyle Anderson left the last two games with back spasms, so I'm going to put him as questionable here. We know Towns will be out, and Austin Rivers is suspended. On the... I just realized I wrote something completely wrong there for this. Jaden McLaughlin's not a real player. I write, I meant to write Jaden McDaniels, but I was adjusting some minutes for Jordan McLaughlin at the time that I wrote that. That should say Jaden McDaniels. So I do want to watch Jaden McDaniels, who remains a fringe 12-team league player for categories and a non-rosterable points league guy who is streamable only in points league formats. Jaden McDaniels. But can he prove me wrong? If Anderson's out, does anything change? We've seen players be out all season for the Wolves and McDaniels steps up and steps back and never consistently steps himself off. Like the opportunity for someone to step up when someone's out is when you look at what DiVincenzo does or you look at what TJ McConnell does. When they're able to ramp up their game with other players out. McDaniels, when other players out, he just does the same thing. Nothing really changes overall in his game. I also want to Jalen Noel, who played really well last game. Is that a fluke? Almost definitely. But with Rivers out, there is an opportunity for Noel to step up and play a few extra minutes and be useful enough. For the Nuggets, I don't expect Bones Highland to play, so that means Christian Brown is going to get his rotation spot. Brown was really good last game. We've seen him play minutes all season. He hasn't really flashed much fantasy stuff, but he did in that game where everyone was out. So that gives me a little bit of intrigue. We're not adding Christian Brown anywhere, but that was interesting to see. And also Maga Porter Jr., who is like Cam Johnson. Like we talked about Cam Johnson being like a tall points and threes guy. That's what Maga Porter Jr. is. He's not doing anything else. He never pushes to 34 minutes. I'm just, I think the ceiling's here. I think this is it. I don't think we get any better for Michael Porter Jr., which is frustrating, clearly. And then we go to look at the last game, which is the Thunder and the Lakers. The Thunder are on a back-to-back. I'm not expecting Jeremiah Robinson Earl to play. I'm definitely not expecting Alexei Pokyshevsky to play. Um, and Lou Dort, I don't think will play. Dort is out Monday. We don't know for sure whether he's out on Tuesday. I don't think that he will play. For the Lakers, the only injury situation we thought Austin Reeves was going to be out, but he's been ruled probable. I'm expecting to see a Davis or LeBron listing on the injury report, but I don't think it's going to mean anything for them. The Thunder, it's a back-to-back. For the Lakers, we want to watch the Rui Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder situation because Reeves will impact them. Now, you're well well aware of my stance on Rui Hachimura for 12-team leagues. 
Does this cement him further as a drop? Well, I don't know how he can go from being 100% a drop into more than that, but we will see an impact from Reeves because he's got to get minutes somewhere. So they're going to come from Schroeder and from Hachimura and from Brown and from Walker and maybe from Beverly and from Max Christie. And it's going to render all of these guys, I think, relatively useless for 12-10 leagues. How he impacts Russell Westbrook will be something for us to watch as well. Price of the brick going up. So I don't think that Rui or Schroeder are 12-team league guys, but if you have them, there is literally no point in dropping them until we get some guys who are worth adding because of the trade deadline. We're looking to, this week, we are looking to add for future long-term value, not for individual game value. That is the big difference here as opposed to other weeks for streaming in fantasy. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Again, we're not looking at streaming options because I don't want to confuse you and tell you who to pick up when I'm telling you you shouldn't pick up anybody. I hope that is clear. Guys, Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.